What's going on, y'all? Appreciate y'all tuning in. Yo, it's your boy T-Tell. Man, it's going to be a good one. Uh, Conversations of the Heart Money Management Series uh, with my brother Joel. Joel, you know what I'm saying? So um, we're just going to wait for my brother to, to get in here and tap in so we can have this this incredible conversation surrounding uh, money management. You know, I hope you guys uh, take something from it. You know, I always do when I speak to him, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just just stay tuned, be patient. He's going to tap in um, in a minute or so. Uh, I hope y'all been having a beautiful day. We can get into to this talk. Oh, there he is right there. My brother Lenny, what's going on? Yo, me again, bro. My brother. You got me. Yes, sir. Am I good? Yeah, you can hear me. You can hear me. You got fresh. Yo. A fresh what? You see this boy? You know what I mean? I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to make this happen, brother. You know what I'm saying? I hate so, you. So if, if you did what you was going to do, it was going to be a problem. It was going to, was going to be a misunderstanding. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yo, listen, I appreciate you doing this money management series. Um, you know, I think it's, it's necessary for the community. Uh, you've been posting some incredible videos um, on your page. So whoever... Uh, is tuned in, you know, please head over to his page and he's and he's a guru in this money thing, in this finance game. Um it's my brother Joel, you know what I'm saying? This is what we do and you wasn't gonna leave me hanging, so I'm gonna say cheers to you, brother. Yeah. It's what we do. All right, Brown. Appreciate you. <laughs> so so let let let's just dive right on in, man. So let's talk about um budgeting efficiency, bro. Um that's something that I, I, I know you wanted to get into, brother. So so what does that exactly look like for you? Sure, man. Well, well even first, man, before I start, I just, uh, I'm going to give you um, a legitimate shout out, man. Like you, you really inspired um, a lot of different people with the videos. I've been trying to tune in as much as I can. So I think uh, specifically for, for doing what you're doing, that it's, this is not easy under any circumstances. <laughs> um, and I can, I can honestly say, no matter what comes from this, I can point to our conversations directly at yeah. starting it. As, as definitely us going back and forth on the phone and, and, and saying, all right, you got to step outside your comfort zone and do this. So for sure, this is a big up to you, man. Uh, Appreciate that, bro. So here's the thing about money, and, and maybe I can just go from here. When we were younger, right? What's mm -hmm. the one thing your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, relatives, everybody told you what to do, which was stay in school mm -hmm. so you can make money? Right. Right? What's the problem? Right. They never told you what to do with it. Right? They actually True. gave you instructions. Money is the one thing mm -hmm. that does not that you use every single day that doesn't mm -hmm. come with instructions or ingredients. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Facts. Even the bottle mm -hmm. of water that you buy has ingredients on it. As dumb as that. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so every single time that you get paid, you don't know what to do with it. And you mm. follow the habits of those that are around you. You follow the habits of those that are um, close in your life. You follow the habits of your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. Most of them are exactly the same thing. They're broke. 
Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it that way. It pisses people off when I say that. But it's the truth. Mm-hmm. We have to accept that all of us, as black people, minorities, we're broke. Mm-hmm. We're broke, right? Like, and the minute we accept that is the minute we can change our perspective, right? Mm. It's like mental right. health, like you always do, right? Like, you have yeah. to accept that you have a problem first and then yeah. change, right? So, mm-hmm. put in the work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, think about your spending habits. One of the first things you do when you get paid. Right? After you work 50, 60 hours and you put in all the work and you're away from your wife and you're away from the people who have kids and you're away from your family and you're away from all these different people, you go mm-hmm. and pay a bunch of people you don't like. Mm. For what? <laughs> mm. Right? And then think about this. When you look on your paycheck, right? And we mm-hmm. live in New York. When Ooh. you look on your paycheck, the feds come and take the money. The states come and take the money. You have all the deductions that come and take the money. And then you're the last on the totem pole. And the first thing you do when you're the last on the totem pole is go give money to a bunch of people you don't like. Here, Verizon. Here, Progressive. Here's my rent money. Mm -hmm. Here's all this, right? Because you're scared Mm -hmm. of bill collectors. You were always told, make sure you pay your bills. A hundred percent. Right? And then whatever's little left over, that little small portion that's left over, that's what goes into your account. Hmm. Think about it. You're, you make, you're the one that sat there and worked all these hours, yet you make yourself the lowest on the totem pole. Mm. It doesn't make any sense to do that at all, right? Right. So one of the things that I'm trying to at least start off with, and if you see me look down, I got notes in front of me because I know I'm messing with you. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that we have to do first, and the whole premise of mm-hmm. the 70-30 rule, is that, mm-hmm. And I didn't come up with it, by the way. It came up with um, mm-hmm. a motivational speaker called Jim Rome. He was a motivational mm-hmm. speaker from the 70s and the 80s. Yes. And he said that um, a part of all that you earn is yours to keep. Mm. Right? That mentality. So every single video that I do ends with that. It ends with a part of all that you earn is yours to keep. So no matter what happens with me and, you know, T doing this video for the next hour, if the only thing you remember is that a part of all that you earn is yours to keep, I did my job. Okay? So it's time for us that when you get paid, the money should go to you first before you pay your bills. Now, what's the, what's the overall thing that comes from this? Well, what happens if you don't have money to pay your bills after you pay yourself? Well, guess what? Right. You have too many damn bills. Right. And I'm not talking about right. the poverty stricken black people. I'm not talking about the poverty stricken minority. Right. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. those. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the majority of the people who are going to be watching this video right now. The majority mm-hmm. of people have degrees, good jobs, cars, jewelry. I'm talking about all those people. Don't come to mm-hmm. me and tell me you can't pay yourself first. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Right. The first thing you need to do under any circumstances is that a part of all that you earn is mm-hmm. your to keep. So I'll stop there to see if you have any questions with that. But that's the first legitimate thing. You have to make yourself a priority. Um, and I think it comes from a lot of different, a lot of different um, elements of why we don't put ourselves first. Um, it's conditioning that we're always supposed to put somebody else in, in front of us. You know, whether that that be your kids, 
your spouse, yes. even your friends, your family. Like you're always supposed to be appeasing and 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 doing those things unto others. So when you grow up, you're, like your your parents always tell you, make sure you pay those bills because your credit, your credit. Just make sure you pay those bills because you don't want to. And it's when I tell you, and and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but I was drilled with that. Like your credit is everything. Please make sure you pay all of your bills, Terrence. Please on time, before time, yes, before time, exactly. And yes. and. You know, but but truthfully, you know, even your parents can't teach you what or what they don't know. Yes. And you know what I'm saying? So, and there's nothing wrong with paying your bills on time. That's not what Joel's Joel's saying, and, and that's not what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You should pay your bills on time. You know what I'm saying? Because there are ramifications if you do not. Right? So, but you have to make sure that, that you make yourself a priority. The number one yes. priority. You know what I'm saying? And then you pay your bills, and yes. things like that. And then, and then, what he's saying is that if you, for some reason, can't pay your, if you can't pay yourself and your bills, you got to look at all itemize, look yes. at all of the bills that you have, yes. right? In order, you know, what I'm saying to see what you can take out and remove, so that you can make room for yourself. Correct. Right. There is no point of working just to pay bills. Right? I will say that again so everybody can hear me. There is right. no point to work if all you're going to do is pay bills. What the hell, what sense does that make? Like, I mm -hmm. feel like at a bar just screaming at because, like, this is, it bothers me, bro. Like, I have to remain calm when I talk to you about this because mm -hmm. I understand people are going to be watching. If this was just me and you, you know I'd be losing my shit right about this. Point. Uh, I already know. So, and there's certain subjects that I'm like that with, too. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying to me. Like, if folks will, will work every single day and save nothing, right? So, mm -hmm. whole, so number one, make yourself a priority. So the natural question is, if I make myself a priority, how much should I pay myself? The first mm -hmm. thing that I would say is pay yourself at least 10%, but it doesn't stop there. Mm. The 70-30 rule starts off like this. You try to live on 70% of what you make. Now, that's hard for people to, to think about here. Mm -hmm. Let's go through the math. If I make four grand a month after taxes, mm -hmm. you know, basic math tells me that I have $2,800 to play with. Now, if you live in New York, $2,800 is nothing for rent. Okay. Right. So I understand that you're not going to be able to do it, but the math is this. You live on 2800 and then the other 30% gets broken up into three different categories. One's for saving, one's for investing, and one's for um, tithing or charity, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the whole point of it. I am completely under, I'm not under illusion, for example, that a lot of people can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't care if you can do, you know, 97, one, one, and one. If, it, if, you're, if your credit and your debt is that bad that you really have no money left over, then fine. Build the habit of making sure that 1% of your income goes to yourself every month or 1% goes to your investments, 1% goes to charity. Mm -hmm. because you're, just because you're really tight on money doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing this. Now, right. for the majority of people looking and watching this video and we'll, that we'll watch later on, bullshit. The majority of you can do this. You just <laughs> don't want to. Right. You just don't want to. And I, it's, it's so frustrating me when I start talking about this. They go, you know, you automatically go, oh, shit, 20, like 2,800. I can't do that. Well, maybe you can do 3,000 and then 300, 300, 400. If we're mm -hmm. using the same 400, 
you know, $4,000 analogy. The point is right. a part of all that you earn is yours to keep, keep the money. You're the mm -hmm. one that worked for it. You right. Now, when you have those three buckets, we'll go through um, those three in general. But that's mm -hmm. the first thing. When you get paid, you assign the money to specific buckets. One is for saving. One is for investing. One is for charity. Right? You, that's how you think about the money. The same Think of for all the people who, um, and I see Rudy on here. Rudy's in mm -hmm. right? That's my guy. Ask Rudy about some of the, the budgets that he has to go through. Every mm -hmm. single dollar is accounted for. Mm -hmm. People who work in the hospital, every single budget is accounted for. Every time you people use a needle, someone knows. But Shout out to Rudy on the check-in. Right? What up, Rudy? Mm -hmm. But for some reason, when it comes to our finances, oh, we just, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So all these businesses, they budget their money. All these corporations, they budget their money. All you got to do is look on TV and see all them, like, what are they doing? They're letting people go. They're downsizing. They're reducing their costs. They're raising cash. And then what are we doing when we sit home? Well, I'm just, I'm just going to go on Amazon. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? We have to have the mm -hmm. mentality of a corporation in the way that we work. So mm -hmm. make sure that a part of all that you earn is yours to keep. That's number one. And number two, see if you can live on 70% of what you make. That's the 70 part of the 70-30 rule. The 30 mm -hmm. is split up between your savings, your investments, and charity. All right? Mm -hmm. So I'll stop there, see if you got any questions or anybody got questions with that. Um, I mean, you explained it beautifully. Um, shout out to Aisha Nicole on the checking. Um, she has an amazing personal development book coming out August 6th. Support that black woman. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think that we as a community, we, we do have, you know, of course, certain issues that we deal with. And, and, and I think a lot of them are, you know, mental and emotional, right? So I think it's the fear of not having, right? Yeah. But it's a, it's a weird thing. Yes. Because when you don't do what you do, like what you're describing, the 7 and 30, then you, then you won't have anything, right? But it's about the immediate instant gratification of not having something when you see other people with, you know, the latest Jordans or the latest, um, you know, whatever it is at that moment, that's the, that's, that, that's the hit thing. I remember back in the day with us, it was the Kooji sweaters and the iceberg. You know what I mean? I know we're dating ourselves a little bit, but that's what it was, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so when you don't have that, it's like a, a lot of times you'll compromise yourself so that you can have those things and it'll put you in the red. Yes. Am, am I right? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So think about this, right? Mm -hmm. You are influenced by the environment around you. And because you literally have no one around you that's telling you to not stop spending your money, you're just going to do it. Think about this. When you were younger, right? And you walked with your parents in the grocery store and you started grabbing all the cereal boxes and all the cookies and all the chips. <laughs> right? The minute you reached, they smacked your hand. They told you, mm -hmm. right? What happened? Mm -hmm. You screamed, you yelled, you complained, you stomped your feet, right? Your mom probably just grabbed you by the hand and said, we're going home. Right. Then, but you got over it. Well, now you're in your 30s. Who's going to tell you no? Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. So it, no one's going to tell you, no, you have to have your own discipline and you need to be comfortable in your own skin. 
right? The True. Why people are always trying to keep up with the Joneses because they never understood what the Joneses had. So they want to have that. They think the flashy cars, the big jewelry, the nice clothes is what get people. It's mm -hmm. what it is. As you get older, you start to realize all oh, that shit don't matter anyway. Right? It's right. Whenever someone tells you they want to be rich, they have a misunderstanding. Because you don't right. want to be rich, you want to be wealthy. Right. And I think that I think that growing up, especially, and, I, and you know, I can only speak for our community, is a lot of times it's, we, we learn the R word and not the W word. We are, you know, we heard of hood rich, right? Like, like, we heard of a lot of these different terminologies about getting rich, getting money, but nobody really said anything about wealth, and, and a lot of people didn't, didn't say anything about generational wealth. Yes. So it, it's a different thing about just wealth, being wealthy, but then now when you said generational wealth. Like, what is that? Yes. Right? But everybody's talking about getting rich and getting rich quick. Yes. I think that's another thing is just getting rich really, really fast. Yes. And you see, you know, the rappers, you know, the, the actors, the this and that, and you see them flossing, and you think that that came quickly. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of them been grinding for, for 20 years. Yep. Struggling actors. Years. You know what I'm saying? So... A lot of people didn't even get put on until their mid thirties. You know what I'm saying? So, and, but you see what they have, and you're 18 years old, and you want that, right? But nobody told you how to obtain or how to get that. No, like nobody told you about the journey yep. on on what you know. Now we hear about it. Now they're like 60 years old. A lot of them are 60, 50 years old, and they talk about the journey now. Well, but when they was 20, 30, we never heard anything about it. Okay. Then it's popped up with the flashiest everything. And we was like, yo, I got to have that, yep. you know, and they, and they looked like us. So we wanted to emulate that. Yeah. And we thought that's what it took for us to be, to get to that, to that, to that level. And a lot of times, unfortunately, we will compromise ourselves to get to that, you know, rich, quick, get rich, quick, or hood rich, stuff like that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, and that to me is a very problematic, um, it's very problematic for our community and it's sad. Um, for our community, so how do we, so how do we change that narrative? Like, how do we reprogram? You know, because I'm very big on trying to help reprogram our community with many right. with various different things, right? Yeah. Um, but but how do we peel back those layers and try to reprogram um, these things, especially for our youth and what and what we're teaching them too? Yeah. So I mean. To your example, the majority of us, the only time we saw a successful black person was either they would play ball, football, baseball, basketball, or they were rappers, right? Or rappers, right? That's the only time we saw a successful person of our color. And unfortunately, um, you know, for us, it was all flash, no cash. Mm -hmm. That's what they were. Because um, a lot of these people go broke too, right? So all we Quickly. for ourselves was just like this immediate cash. So I have a, I've had a lot of conversations with people who just want to be rich overnight. Mm -hmm. I, 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 mind boggles me, but okay, you played a lot of. <laughs> so how do you change your, your mind state, right? How do you change the youth? It has to start with you, right? So let's discuss the first bucket. The first bucket is savings. Why are we talking about savings? Have you noticed in the black community, everybody wants to know about investing. They want to know how to flip rich. But the minute I start talking about savings, nobody wants to hear me, right? It's in right. one ear out the other. It's boring. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, get what, you know, becoming a millionaire becomes very boring if you take time and do it and you do it the right way. So mm -hmm. the first bucket is saving. 
you should have at least six months of your savings, you know, fully locked up. Why do I say this? For two reasons. The first is, look what happened in 2008. Remember when everybody and their mother was a real estate agent? Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't have good memory, but I have, I have good memory. Remember when everybody had a house? Everybody, mm -hmm. had, everybody was selling houses. You, everybody and their mother had new cars. You know what happened? Black and Hispanics lost 50% of their net worth because of that. Mm. 50%. Mind mm. you, the majority of black people, when you talk about the median, right? Not the mean, but the median is like the middle. was only 17,000 in 2007 or 2017. So imagine losing half of that. Your net mm. worth among African-Americans was in the middle of like 8,000 something. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Okay, that's mm -hmm. the reason why I bring it up. The second reason is Murphy's Law, right? Murphy had these laws. He wasn't mm -hmm. the most optimistic person, but whatever, right? What did he say? Anything <laughs> that can go wrong will go, mm -hmm. we'll go wrong. <laughs> okay, look at the current environment. Look at the unemployment rate. Right, among Americans above is about about ten or eleven percent right now. Among mm -hmm. African Americans and Hispanics is fifteen percent. We're not talking about New York. In New York, the unemployment rate's close to twenty percent, and that's the average. I didn't get into what it is for Black people and Hispanics. Mm. That's why you have a savings. Your savings is to prevent, you know, unexpected expenses from being, you know, like it's it's to prevent you from having severe issues. For people who don't have savings, when you have a $1,000 transmission bill, right, it ruins you. That's what you have to do. You have to swipe your credit card, you gotta go through all this nonsense, and you just keep adding on this debt that drags through your life. Well, when mm -hmm. you have six months of expenses, what happens, right? Large expenses become minor inconveniences. So think about mm. a castle, right? Everybody, think about a castle. Everybody's a castle. The bigger the moat, the harder it is for the enemy to come in. The moat was the body of water, right? Remember the alligators mm -hmm. coming around and all this, right? Remember that, mm -hmm. right? Yep. The castles that had the small moat, what happened? They just jumped right over mm -hmm. to the castle and took over the castle. Well, the castle mm. you. The bigger your savings, the less likely the enemy of unexpected expenses can have a problem with you. Mm. That's why you save. You save to prevent. So when things like this happen, when you're watching CNBC and a bunch of shit's going wrong and everybody's losing their job, you can take the hit. Why did the government have to give Americans extra $600 a month on top of their regular unemployment? Because they know people don't save. Mm -hmm. So your savings, you have to have a bucket every single month that you put towards a rainy day. Because I am positive, like people say, um, I heard this uh, expression from Dave Ramsey once. He said, you know, people come up to Dave and say, Dave, you need to be more positive. He says, I am positive. I'm positive it's going to rain. <laughs> mm. Right? Mm. You're going to have rainy days. That's why you save your money. So at mm -hmm. percent of your income, let's say if it's $4,000 a month that you earn, $400 mm -hmm. needs to go into a savings account. That is not the account to build wealth. That account is to preserve your wealth. Right, so you have to lead by example now. And feel free to cut me off, I, you know, I'm blowing a bunch of hot air. Um, the second is investments, 
and that's the one that everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know the smoke about investments, right? Um, and and it's like you said, you know, a, a lot of people want to know how to invest, when to invest, what to um, invest to, right? You know what I'm saying? But when you talk about other things, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, of course, they don't want to hear it, right? Um, because, again, like I said before, it's that get rich quick. quick. And, and many people feel like by doing trading and investing that you can get rich quick. Now, for some people, that has worked. It's true. But for the, but for the majority... That's not the story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of where we need to kind of have talks like this to, 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 to educate. Rudy said, that's my life. <laughs> it's always oh, going to rain. It's always Aisha, thank, thank you about the shirt. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. you yeah. Know, I think it's so, so think about it, right? And people mm -hmm. come up now and they say, hey, Joel, what stock should I invest in? You know how many people I pissed off in my DMs? <laughs> yeah. You got people DMing you, bro. I already know your DMs is on fire. The close friends come in and say, Joel, what should I invest in? What stock should I buy? Joel, send me your stock list. Every single one of them, I answer the same question. Do you have six months of your expenses saved up? Mm -hmm. It's the first thing I ask. It throws them off completely. Because mm -hmm. they think that they're not realizing that you need to protect your wealth before you invest your wealth. Mm. Because if you mm. don't protect your wealth and you just invest your wealth, you're gonna, you, you, it's basically committing suicide. Right. Right? Because the market will pull back. So I'll breathe, we'll, one day we'll do a session on investing, I promise you. Oh, no, listen, we got, this is a series. <laughs> hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint, brother. You know what I'm saying? So listen, uh, we on the savings thing right now. So, so one thing at a time. I'm just, but I'll, I'll talk briefly about that investment bucket. Mm-hmm. Rule number one, a percentage of your income every month should go to growing your money. That's what your investment account is. Your investment account is to grow your money. Your savings account is to preserve your money. They're right. going to piss a lot of people off. You do not use your savings money to fund your investments. Mm -hmm. Right? Those are two different buckets. Don't touch them. Your savings mm -hmm. to preserve your investments are to grow. Right? right. So that's why every month you split. One goes here. One goes here. Right? So when it comes to investing, there's a lot of different ways to invest. It doesn't just have to be stocks and bonds all the time, right? right. You can use real estate. You can use, you know, maybe do private loans. You can open your own business. Whatever it is, all you need to do is accumulate cash over time so that you can invest it in yourself, in your business, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is the majority of people, you said earlier, right? The majority of people don't get rich quickly. Let me paraphrase. The overwhelming majority of people do <laughs> not get rich quickly. They don't like it right. when I say They don't. You, look. Uh, it bothers you. I already know. It bothers, <laughs> it bothers you a passion because we're gambling. And as right. people, we cannot gamble with our money. We have been disenfranchised for hundreds and hundreds of of years and we're mm. sitting here and we're gambling with our money you might as well just go to the corner store take the quarter and rub right you might <laughs> like which, 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 which a lot of us do yeah, right <laughs> like, you might as well do that because that's the same odds so here's what i'll say about investing number one educate yourself before you do any of that because mm -hmm. what don't tell you with investing is that you will lose money 
Mm -hmm. Did you notice I didn't say you may? You will. You will. You mm -hmm. will. And the majority of us are risk averse. But risk averse mm -hmm. is that we don't like risk. Right. right. We don't mm -hmm. like risk. We don't like risk under any circumstances. So when you invest, make sure you educate yourself. So when someone comes to me and says, what stock should I buy? I say, here's a book you can read. <laughs> they don't like when I talk so. They don't like mm -hmm. that because they want the quick rich, you know, like they want to just make that move. But your investments are there. That second bucket of the 70-30 rule, that investment bucket is there to grow your money and grow it over time. Right? Right. Life's about who makes it, not about who makes it the fastest. So drive slow, homie. Right? Remember what you said? Very yeah. clear. It, take your time. The majority of people do not become rich overnight. If you're trying right. to become rich overnight, you're desperate. And guess what desperate people, what happens to them? They get their asses handed to them. Mm -hmm. Make bad decisions. You make bad decisions. Don't let money become emotional. That's why I'm saying with the 70-30 rule, you split your money. You know where your money goes before you get paid. Think about that. I get paid tomorrow, right? I get paid on 731. I get paid on the 15th and the last day of the month. Terrence, I know exactly where all my money is going to go. Mm. Immediately, right? Mm. To the point where I do my finances once a month, right? I go over my finances basically all the time because I'm a nerd and I go over this. But in general, I have a spreadsheet or whatever, and I know where my money goes at all times. What percentage is going where? Mm -hmm. So the minute you remove emotion from a money, you're allowed to take the time mm -hmm. to invest. So mm -hmm. the things that we talked about a lot was like the whole debt, you know, free mentality. And we'll, we'll do that yeah. in the session. Mm -hmm. I didn't become debt free by accident. Right. And it wasn't, intentional. it was intentional. Number one, mm -hmm. it was intentional. And number two, it took time. Right. Right. It wasn't something I just did overnight. But now when I talk about it, it's like, yo, he must have like got money from somewhere because, you know, <laughs> right? So uh -huh. your investment bucket, again, is where you grow your wealth. And for the record, a lot of you already have investments. It's called your 401k. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, all you need to do to become wealthy is increase your 401k. So those of you who are interested there's a video that i put on the myths of investing because it started to really piss me off and <laughs> if you watch that video and if you listen to it you'll understand what i'm talking about i don't want to like mm -hmm. basically rain on people's parade but mm -hmm. chances are you don't have to have and you know you don't have to have a stocks and bonds account all you gotta do is right. pick up your 401k mm-hmm because if you compound your 401k over 30 years, you're very likely to become a millionaire. Mm. Think about that. No one tells you that. What do they tell you? They tell you that you need to invest early. They never tell you why. Mm. The majority of mm -hmm. people in this country have become millionaires because of their 401k. Mm -hmm. No one tells you that. Statistically, right. Majority of people in this country become rich off their 401k, but that's another time. So your investment bucket, that's where you mm -hmm. grow your money. And I'll say it again, and I'm going to keep repeating it. Do not, under any circumstances, use your savings to fund your investment account. If you have six months of savings and then you have a little money on top of it, okay, fine. Take a little bit more and start to internally fund it. 
But if you got no savings, if you got some trash savings, if right now, if something were to happen to you that cost you five grand and you had to borrow money, don't use that five grand to start funding your, your investments. That's a stupid idea. Okay, so we have the savings bucket, we got the investment bucket, yep. and now there, there is a, a third bucket. Correct. So here's where I may lose a lot of people. The whole point, in my opinion, of the 70-30 rule is the third bucket. It's charity. It's tithing. Mm -hmm. Agnostic of religion, mind you. People don't like to mm -hmm. talk about this, but you know me already. Mm -hmm. yep, already. We, as black people, we as minorities, Hispanics, whoever, don't give enough. Let me give you an example. So I said earlier, what, what, let's say this fictitious person makes four grand a month and they're able to live on 2,800, mm -hmm. right? 400 went to their savings, 400 went to their investments, 400 went to their charity. Let me ask you something. What would you do with $400 if you had to give it away every month? If I had to just, just give it to a charity? Yeah, or whatever, whatever charity you see fit. What type of impact would you have? I think I would have an amazing in impact. I mean, because it, because all, all the money stays within your community. You got it. You got it. 100%. You got it. We're too busy looking for the government to bail us out. Imagine if mm. people all did this. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we funded our own mental health clinics. Mm -hmm. We funded our own gyms. We funded our own natural groceries. We funded mm -hmm. our own personal finance stores and shops. Imagine mm -hmm. if we did that. Look what's happening in Chicago. Right? I had a great debate with one of my friends earlier, uh, earlier in the week. Mm -hmm where we're going back and forth and she's like, look what's happening in Chicago and we're going back and forth. And I started getting emotional about it because of the guns and the drugs that are being fed into Chicago. Mm -hmm. And what's yep. the one thing every politician is going to say? Well, there's lack of funding in Chicago and mm -hmm. the South side, right? That's a different type of hood, mind you. That's all. Right. Yes. We're not going to different. Make... Yeah, wait, it's yeah. Not, right? <laughs> but what about if the people who live there decided to part with 10% of their income. Mm -hmm. the, you know the coolest part about me doing the 70-30 thing and living by it? Is every month I get to choose whose life I want to impact. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. Every month, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. now, it doesn't have to be a charity, mind you. No. What about your family member? Mm -hmm. How many people you know right now that have lost a job what could you do mm -hmm. with 10% of your income to help those people? I'll tell you a story. A friend of mine uh, is a bartender at a bar that I go to in Brooklyn a lot. And he posted something specifically about one of the cooks downstairs, right? Mm -hmm. And the cook has not received not one stimulus check, and he, can't, he doesn't apply for unemployment. So they did a GoFundMe for, for him. Well, I was paid like a commission or something like that from my job for like a sale or whatever it was. Mind you, I'm not in sales, but whatever. They paid me a commission. Take that money now. But remember, <laughs> every time I get paid, what do I do with it? You assign mm -hmm. it before you receive it. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you get paid $1,000, right, 700 goes to you. 
100 goes to your savings, 100 goes to your investments, 100 goes to charity. Hmm. The coolest part of what I do is I was able to go on his GoFundMe page yesterday and donate money to him because that hmm. money was already assigned. Wow. Mm -hmm. And when people say, for example, you know, thank you, Joel, for, for doing these things, I get, I cringe because mm -hmm. I cringe because they say, you know, oh my God, you have such a great heart to do this. Well, first mm -hmm. of all, I'm religious. It already says it in the Bible. I'm just following mm -hmm. instructions, shouldn't you? Mm. Right? Every major mm -hmm. religion says it. Every mm -hmm. one says that you should give to those who are more in need. Mm -hmm. so anything that from this 70-30 rule, in my opinion, that's the most important thing is that we must start to donate to those who are less fortunate. Agnostic of religion. So if you don't want to donate, let's say you're just a person who's not religious, if a part of all that you earned every month went to let, help those that are less fortunate, think about the amount of people you can impact in your life. Yep. That's, that to me that. Is, is, if there's anything that I could, I could say to people, is that we need to donate our time more, which I don't do the best of, but mm -hmm. damn sure donate my money, mm -hmm. right? And the other thing is this. When you start to donate 10% of your income, you're talking hundreds of dollars now for some of you. Back into the community. Mm -hmm. Right? We got, we got pretty right. wealthy friends, okay? When you, sure, start, sure indeed. Right? when you start donating and you start taking 10% of your income, you're going to feel a way. Mm -hmm. hundreds of dollars leaving your account every month to go help somebody else. Mm -hmm. But imagine if every one of us adopted this mentality. So you can save, you can invest, but you have to depart with part of your income to help other people. You have to. Right. And I think a lot of times it's hard for, I think, especially in our community, I, I think it's hard sometimes they could definitely do the investing. Yes, right? Yes. Savings. But I can get up with it. All right. Yep. But then when it comes to the other part of, you know what, taking my hard-earned money and giving it away, yes. sometimes people, I think people have a hard time doing that because now they say, well, I can now take that money, right? And now I could put it more into the investment part or I could yep. put it more into the savings part or I, or I could put it more into you know, paying myself, yep. right? But I think that when we come together and, and we put our money back into the community, right, that creates a whole dynamic of, of a shift. Yes. Right? Within us that can help heal our communities. Correct. Um, and I think it's so important. You know, I do a lot, you know, I donate a lot of my time, you know what I'm saying? And I definitely, um, you know, donate, you know, money to, you know, I think that we could all do more. Yes. You know, I could I could invest more of, of my time, you know, invest more of my money um too uh within the communities. But I think a lot of times we like to hoard and we're keep. afraid. We're afraid. Yeah. I had a friend of mine tell me like it, I let me speak for everybody who's gonna listen to this. I've been broke before. I ain't going back. <laughs> That's how they sound. I ain't fucking going back no more. I work mm. way too hard to make this money. I ain't going back. So I'm going to hold my money. I'm going to hold it as tight as possible. I'm not going to, I, I, all I want to do is grow it. 
I don't want to depart with it. Mm -hmm. That's how they think. That is the yes. definition of risk averse. Yep. Okay. But I am a big proponent based on, you know, my faith in particular is mm -hmm. that you reap what you sow. What you sow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to plant around you to see trees grow. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't just one day come outside and say, all right, I got a tree. No, it takes time and you must mm -hmm. nurture it. You must nurture not only yourself, not only your mental health, not only physically, not only emotionally, but you must help other people. You see, every mm -hmm. think about it, every other savings plan that folks tell you never include charity. Yep. Think about it. Every time someone comes to you, they tell you they're going to, right? Every time someone comes to you, they say, I can make you money. Or you yep. need to save your money. But very few people, they come to you, they say you need to give your money. Yep. That's why it's a quieter conversation that people don't want to hear. And, and you can give in different ways. I think sometimes yeah. people get caught up in, oh, like, I have to donate this to this charity or to, um, you know, a GoFundMe or whatever the case is. No, like, just for an example, like, I, you know, donated, um, you know, stuff to one of my friends that has a mentee group. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I've donated, you know, books to her mentee group. I've, my other friend wrote books and I, and I bought a, a whole bunch of, of her books. Yes. And, and guess where they are now? They're in a school right now helping kids. That's what I'm talking about. Right? Like, like, like there are different ways that you can help the community. Yep. And it doesn't always mean doing it to a dot org or to a church or to a drive. Oh you can support somebody's business yes. and and pay it forward in a way that and, and you can say, hey, listen, I'm going to support your business if you pay it forward. So I'm going to support this, but I need it to go yes. to this, yes. you know, um, and make it your own. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think you know, we ha we do have to get into a habit of investing in our communities, yes, right, in our charities, in our businesses. You know what I'm saying? And and if we do that, we can start to make our communities better ourselves, like you said, without always asking for um, a handout, right? So, in the beginning of this conversation, you said, you know that you were talking about the people, talking to the people who have, you know, jobs, degrees, yes. and making money, and that, that can afford to do the 70-30, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So my question is, what about the impoverished? Correct. Um, how, how can, you know, I guess normal people like me and you, mm -hmm. um, how can we get to them? Because when I did certain workshops and things like that, I went into halfway homes, I went into group homes. I went into places that were impoverished to do these type of talks. Yeah. Right in Queens. You know what I'm saying? In Brooklyn. Things like that. I've done that. But how can we make a bigger impact, right, um, to reach them? Yep. You know, because it frustrates you because you know that the people that you're talking to can afford yep. to do the 70-30. So it, it, it's like, damn, why can't they just get it, Right. But for the people who need to be reached, who maybe can't hear a Joel voice, right? Who doesn't have the access to the information. Mm -hmm. Like how can we like how can we work together? So how can we make sure that 
that they can get the same information or just help them to be able to get to that point where they can be able to hear this. You know what I'm saying? Because it's important too. I think this, right? Us doing these conversations, this is one yes. way of having it. Uh, mm -hmm. The second is the people who are in charge of either the halfway homes, the counselors, mm -hmm. the social workers, they have to incorporate this as part of the counseling. One of the things that I realized, and I commend you on severely, is that as I've gotten older, the mental health issues among minorities is sky yes. high. I am yes. saying that money solves everything. God damn it, let it solve that at least. Okay, mm -hmm. let's have help. other mm -hmm. problems. You can have other issues. You can have other things. But we must address this. And mm -hmm. one of the things that frustrates me is when you, how do you get through to like really impoverished people? They may not have a phone. They may not have computers. They don't have schools. You got to go into their communities and talk about it. Yes. The yes. Time. They have to volunteer their efforts, and it's a sacrifice because you're not going to see a quick change. Now, I'm as guilty as anybody else. Why? The same people I hold accountable for trying to get rich quick are the, is exactly me when I don't understand why people don't want to save quickly. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way because it's like I don't get why you're not doing it. You have to understand right. everybody has a different behavior, but we have to start with people who are in positions of power. So the people who run the halfway houses, the people who run these type of programs, the people who go into these communities, there needs to be some level of personal finance education. Even if it starts with one sentence and one sentence only, a part of all that you earn is yours to keep. A lot of these mm -hmm. people don't know anything about bank accounts. They don't know anything about investments. Remember, visually, all that they see is the drug dealers and the basketball players. Right. So remember the old joke back in the hood? The, old, the only way you're going to get out the hood was how? If you sold mm -hmm. drugs or if you shot them. Mm -hmm. That was it. Forget the mm -hmm. kids that had an education. Mm -hmm. We didn't come from impoverished neighborhoods, but we came from where right. people did sell drugs and people literally did get shot. Right? right. But I grew up in regular Queens Village. Shout out to Queens. I love Queens Village. That was not the hood. hood. Shout out to Queens. Queens right? get the money, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> it was it was one of those situations where my neighborhood wasn't like, you know, South Side Jamaica Queens. Right. But even those kids can get affected. Every one of those kids, mm -hmm. a lot of those kids went to high school. Did they ever learn anything about personal finance? Right. No. Right. I'm people don't like when I say this. I'm a capitalist. Hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Like not socialist, not Marx. I'm I am a capitalist. I believe in it. But I also understand it's a double-edged sword. Right. Right? So one of the things about capitalism is if you're able to understand the rules, you're able to, to prosper. And not understand the rules like in a corrupt way. If you right. nothing I said to you sounds weird. Save your money, invest, and give to charity. Mm -hmm. Right? So one of the key issues that we have to do is get and donate our time to helping these people. We have to do right. it. I am as guilty as anybody else. I'm telling you, I'm guilty as anybody else when it comes to donating time because I'm always busy. But right. part of my responsibility has to be doing that, writing books, getting these things, teaching these kids how to read. Mm -hmm. 
right? Some of your favorite rappers have no idea how to read. And this, they know how to count money. And then right, <laughs> they can count money, but they go broke. They go broke and they don't read the contracts. Exactly. So we have to, like, to answer your question directly, it has to come from us. It has to come from the social workers. It has to come from people who will give their life, those beautiful people who give their time and effort into helping those impoverished people. They have to give the time and the patience. And you got to paying them more money because 35, $35 grand a year with a, a bachelor's and a master's doing social work is not going to cut it. Yep. It's not going to cut it. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've worked, you know, working in nonprofit. I, I had to rewrite um, curriculums without even permission because I said, I'm looking at these curriculums and I'm, and I'm looking at what's going on. And they have these, um, they have these quotas and they have these, these, these things that it's like, okay, we're, we're supposed to get these guys into work and they're supposed to get a job. And I said, guys, how are these people? I said, I can teach anyone to get a job. I can teach, I, I can write the resume. I yep. can teach them all, all the questions and answers that they need to get a job. Yep. I said, one, can they maintain it? Yep. If, if they get this job, what are they going to do with their money? I said, are we talking mental health? Yes. Oh, well, and, and it's like, oh, well, you know, well, that's, well, that's going to be too long of a curriculum. I said, well, I said, well, guess what? I said, you don't want these guys coming back into our program. So therefore we need to restructure the program. And then it, and they're like, oh well, okay. Well, when you put it like that, yeah, I, I'm gonna put it like that, and that's what pisses me <laughs> off. That's what pisses me off because now it's like, hey guys, this is not a a, a thing where we want to keep re-entering people into this program. The same people that you don't want to see anymore. Yes. You, like you, you want them to be employed. You want them to to go out and to and, and to be a member of society, but you don't know why they're not a member of society. Like, you don't know what's bothering them. Like, you don't know what's going on with their life. Right. Right? right. And what happens in these organizations, especially in nonprofit, is the workers get jaded. The workers get jaded, and they go, oh, well, you have a lot of people that's cheating the system. And it's like, yes, there are those people. There are those one-offs that, that do. I know. I know. Yep. But for the majority, we need to take an account truly take an account of what these people are going through, what they've been through mentally, emotionally. A lot of them don't have confidence, don't have people skills. Yep. Right? Don't Agreed. know how to deal with a manager they don't like. Agreed. Right? And so if I don't know how to deal with a manager I don't like, I'm going to curse them out. And, yep. and, and guess what? I'm going to get fired and come right back into the program. Yep. So how are we not teaching these, these people? How are we not teaching them People skills. Well, it's not even just people right. skills as well. Well, it's it's more than that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm just saying. But it's it's so much involved of what you have to teach in a curriculum when they go through these programs. It's people skills. It's finance skills. It's it's um, it's conflict of re resolution skills. Like it's it's mental health. It's confidence too. A lot of these, yep. a, a lot of those, don't have confidence. Yep. So, so we have to get to a point to where we can just. Well think, well, think about this, right? I would say, think about this. Crazy. Why is the system designed not to teach you about personal finance? Mm -hmm. Because they know you'll stay in the rat race. Oh, yeah. Right? 
right. know, they know you will stay in the rat race. They know that you're going to do what you're going to, you're just going to sit there and swipe your credit card all day long and you're going to go into debt and you're going to build into the system, but you're never going to actually take advantage of the system. And this is one mm -hmm. of the reasons why you start to suffer mentally and emotionally. Like if, if you mm -hmm. already have, right. If you talk about mental illness, mental illness in mm -hmm. itself is already mm -hmm. a disease, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to get out of that. But the one thing mm -hmm. you can fix is your finances. Mm -hmm. One thing that you don't have to worry about if you're cheap enough is your finances. I'll give you an example. We all agree that black people have been impoverished for hundreds of years. We all agree whether you if you look, you can go back to Genesis in the Bible, right? The oldest book we can find. And they had slaves back then too. Mm -hmm. We say, well, if they were in the Middle East, chances are they were brown. Okay. One of the things that people don't realize, though, for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, people of color have been oppressed. So explain to me why we're not the cheapest people on planet Earth. What is the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over, same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. All we mm -hmm. here and do is spend our money, spend our money, spend our money, spend our money. Shouldn't we be the cheapest people? Wouldn't it be cool one day for black people to say we're the best with money? I spend, mm -hmm. I spend a large amount of time reading. A very large I know. amount of time reading. And I read from mm -hmm. different authors, different genres, female, male, gay. Doesn't make a difference to me. But the mm -hmm. one people I always look at when it comes to money is my Jewish family. I always do. I mm -hmm. brought this up the last time we talked. The reason why mm -hmm. I look at them is because it's religiously bound to them people don't understand see black people we don't have we don't look at finance like like these are things that we pass down to generations yep you don't see you don't see like the jewish culture my jewish family they don't they don't sit there and wonder why it's not taught in schools that's mm -hmm. the problem it's my problem mm -hmm. as a family mm -hmm. I pass it down so what mm. I'm saying is, as black people, we need to pass that down. Now, let me let me give you, I know we have a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Let me give you kind of the all-encompassing way I look at this. If you live by 70% of what you make, and the other 30% you split into threes, and you go investing, you go saving, investing, and charity, mm -hmm. for you to do that, you have to become a different person. Now we're talking mm. about mental health. Mm -hmm. To do that, you have to tell yourself no. You have to be comfortable within your skin. You must learn how to discipline. Mm. Now, people don't talk about discipline these days, do they? Right. You have to discipline. You have to read. Because one of your buckets has to deal with investing. And what did we talk about before? Don't go sit there and invest in without knowing what you're doing. You have to read. Right. Now you build the skill to read. Mm -hmm. So I have to do so much reading on on investments. Like 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 before I started, I had to do so much reading. I got spreadsheets, bro. That's it. Another story for another day. Yeah. But I'm listen, I got spreadsheets, bro. I had to read so much stuff, bro. Like it's crazy. Right. So but, you have, have to literally become something different to achieve that type mm -hmm. of status. Now, if you fundamentally change the way you are for the better, and the people around you start to take a look at you and say, Wow, you're changing, what does that do to them? Mm -hmm. Makes them want to change. It's, mo it's motivation. 
Now, I've been telling people to get debt-free for years. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to get to that point. But Mm -hmm. slowly but surely, every conversation I have with one of my friends ends with finance. Mm. I don't bring it up. (laughs) They want to know the secrets. They want the keys. They want the, not even, (laughs) but it's on their mind. It mentally helps them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Here's something else, and this is for the people who are watching. And we talked about this previously. I still think to this day, the number one people in this world, if we're going to start at black people, minorities, or whoever, who are going to start with finance and change is the woman. Do you know after all these videos of me blowing a bunch of hot air, and for the record, I apologize to everybody who watched my videos. I didn't realize my voice was that annoying. I apologize. (laughs) This guy. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. But anyway, for all those people, it starts with the woman. The majority of the videos that I did, you know, it was women that hit me up. It got nothing to do with my looks, brother. Mm-hmm. Because women have an understanding. They have, they have pride, but they, there's a certain level of a woman that can change. And they mm-hmm. can say, I need to do this for my kids. I need to do this for my family. Right? What do we talk about? The first teacher to, in, a, in a black family is the woman. Mm-hmm. It's not the man. It's the woman. That's the first thing the child sees most of the time is the woman every single day. So the first teacher in the house is the woman. If you want to build black wealth, you start with a woman. Mm-hmm. You don't start with a man. You know why you don't start with a man? Because we got nuts. And being honest. Now, I it, 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 let me explain. Mm-hmm. Bro, you got like a minute. The reason why I say you start with a woman is mm-hmm. because they don't have pride. Men will go right. and kill their prey. Mm-hmm. Woman is going to be the one who saves. Mm-hmm. Right? When you go kill the prey, the woman is the one that prepares the meal. That's that's what that hot, mm-hmm. that darkery nonsense was about back in the day. Mm-hmm. But mentality, women are able to preserve and build wealth quicker based on my experience. Now, I'm saying the mm-hmm. men too. I'm just saying it's going, I'm telling you, bro, after doing all these videos, mm-hmm. the only people that have hit, for every one guy that's hit me up, there's been at least 10 females. It has nothing so listen, to- listen, we got to save this part for, for part two. We got about 50 seconds left. Um, Listen, I hear what you're saying, and you're probably 100% right. But guess what? You got the knowledge, too. And what you're doing right now is you teaching the masses and you a grown man, bro. So listen, we're changing. Yo, we're changing the narrative is what I'm saying, bro. Um, listen, we're changing the narrative, bro. Um, we all got to we, we all have to have the responsibility and we can't leave it up to the women, bro. Just the women. We got to do our part, too. Listen, bro. Listen, cheers. cheers. Thank you for doing this. I'm ready. Um, yo, part two is going to come. I salute you, man. Thank you for doing this, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate everybody. Thank you, man. I'm going to go enjoy my ass, my my weekend and shit. (laughs) Yo, salute, bro. Thank you. Brother, appreciate it.